You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 60. My name's Super Joe Pardo, and today I'm taking over the mic, so stay tuned. I'm Samantha Riley, and after being in business for 20 years, I took the leap of faith from a traditional bricks and mortar business into the online world and created a business based around my expertise. Now I have a life that gives me the freedom to work wherever I have an internet connection. I'm now obsessed with helping the unheard experts who are brilliant at what they do but feel like the world's best kept secret transform to influential thought leaders, all while creating a business which gives them the freedom to create their life by design. Join me as we explore the strategies that you can implement to create and grow a business based on your expertise. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I have the pleasure of getting to interview Samantha Riley here today on her own podcast. Samantha, how are you feeling today? I am so awesome. I just love hanging out with you, Super Joe Pardo, and I'm so grateful and honored that you've decided to take over the mic today because I just love you and the work that you do. Sam, I love you, and I am so honored that you enabled me to take over your show and be able to guide your audience through all about podcasting and how you got into podcasting and what podcasting has been able to do for you, as well as what your kryptonite when it comes is when it comes to podcasting. So I am. Wow. I am very excited to learn some, hopefully some more about you and, and, and I'm sure the audience is, is interested in how they can adapt podcasting within their business and within how they can convey to their audience and grow their audience through this awesome medium. Love it. And just if you're listening, I had no idea what we were going to talk about. So I've just found this out myself. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait. All right. So Sam, how long have you been podcasting for? Oh, I started back in, I think, 2016. No, maybe 2015. Wow. I should have. I didn't know you were going to ask me that. It was either 2015 or 2016, and I can't remember now. But my first show is different to what this show is. So at that time, my show was called Unlimited Influence, which you were actually one of my very first guests back then. And I'd been thinking about podcasting for a couple of years and I had that whole analysis paralysis thing where I'm like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what my show is going to be called. I don't know why people would want to listen to me. And then seriously, one day I went, this is ridiculous. Just choose a show and go. And I think I launched it within maybe four weeks of making the decision I'm doing this and stopped focusing on how am I going to do this and just focused on what do I want to get out of doing a podcast? What do I want my listeners to learn? And let's just go with that. So yeah, I, I was honored to be uh, one of your first guests. You were you were a guest on my show, I think like a year into me podcasting or, or a year. Okay, so now that's all started coming. So I must have started my podcast in 2016 because I was on your show at the end of 2015. And I think Ava had just been born, your beautiful little daughter. Yeah, so she was, I would say she was born March of 2016. So it was about quasi about that time. Yeah. 
because I remember we we recorded it before she was born, but I remember I remember the episode because when it launched, you had this whole thing about you were sitting there holding the baby, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, because yeah, because I think I recorded intro. I was recording like long intros at that yes. time. Yes. Yes. So some of those were like really long. Like me and Matt would talk. I think one of them, we talked for like an hour and a half and the episode, like the interview was an hour and a half and it ended up being like a three hour mega episode covering lots of things. And, and you know, I, I think that's one of the beauties of, of podcasting is it's, it's really about whatever we want to make it to be um, here in that driver's seat. So yeah. with you, what was your initial goal with your, with your first podcast and, and how was that transitioned into having a new podcast? Oh, this is such a cool question because this has been such a journey for me. It's, it's like, you know, you said we're in the driver's seat. I feel like just doing a podcast completely changes like our whole life it's it's such a huge undertaking to have a podcast but the original show I wanted to to share the stories of successful entrepreneurs but share the real stories of their failures of the things that had happened to inspire people that were listening that were thinking wow you know these people are so amazing and I could never be as good at them as them or as successful as them and just to share those stories to help people understand you know we all have bad times we all have things that challenge us but you know that we all we stand up again and you know we as an entrepreneur you have to have the most ridiculous amount of resilience right so that the show was originally about that because I knew so many amazing people and I just wanted to like put them in the spotlight and share their stories which I did and I think I published maybe 78 episodes and then I realized wow I could actually share these people's stories and also help share their expertise and and show them in their genius zone. So it was like taking that story to the next level to helping other coaches and consultants to grow their business, which is now what I'm doing with Thought Leaders Business Lab is not just sharing those stories, but also, and here's how we put together a funnel or here's how we get through our money blocks or, you know, all the things that stop us or slow us down in our business. That's a scary thing, right? Like I know every time I've tried to change my show, whether it was the, the release schedule or the topics or the name of the show, I always had like pause and I'm like, oh no, am I doing the right thing? Is this, is this okay? What are people going to think? And, and how, how did that process go for you? Like how did, walk me through what you were thinking when you were like, okay, I'm going to stop this, which is a scary thing to do. And start and, and start something else. Did you have that plan of like, I'm going to stop this and start this? Or was it kind of, I stopped this and then eventually organically came to the realization that I need another podcast. I need this back in my life. How do I do this and make it, you know, apl- applicable to where I'm headed now? Yeah, totally. Now, what was interesting about this is, you know, like I said earlier, that I had this you know, back in 2016, it's just like, I'm doing this podcast because I just faffed around with it for such a long time. I was like, I'm going to do this. But in that process, probably didn't plan out, um, you know, exactly who's my target market and what am I trying to help them with? So we could say, you know, that was a bad thing. I should have put some more forward thinking into that. But I also think that everything happens just the way it's meant to happen, Right. I'd had the feeling for about, oh, probably about six months 
that I wanted to change the show, you know, and I was grappling with the idea. Do I just change the name? Do I just change the format? Do I stop one? Do I run two? It was this constant, I don't know what to do. And I remember going out for dinner with Leon one night. I said, I need to get out the office. I need to discuss this with you in a completely different place so that, you know, when you want to be creative, you have to get out of your space and go do something different. So that's what we decided to do. And, you know, we had all the napkins out while we're, you know, having dinner and wine and and making lists of the pros and the cons and what we should do. Got really clear on who the target market was that we wanted to make sure, you know, was listening to the show. So it was so much more strategy the second time. Should I have stopped one show and straight away gone to another show? I'm still not 100% convinced that that was probably the right move, but it's what I decided to do and who knows? I could have kept doing the show. I could have renamed it. I could have transitioned. I could have stayed with two shows and because I didn't, I don't really know the answer if one of them, you know, may have worked better, but I just made that decision and ran with it and it was actually, funnily enough, it was harder getting traction the second time around which I didn't expect. I thought it would be harder getting traction the first time, but it's turned out to definitely be the right move because I definitely have got my target market listening to this current show. That is so important to to make sure that you're making it for the people that are listening, unless it's a passion project and you're like, I'm doing it for me. And then eventually people will slowly, you know, fall in line and, and fall in love with what you're doing. It, you know, if it's, it's, if it's targeted for your business, like it's gotta be targeted to, to the people, right? So, so for people who don't know, my show was called the dreamers podcast for the first like three and a half years. Then I get nominated for a podcast award, the business podcast award of 2017. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe it's time to, to change the show because it already went from the dreamers podcast to dreamers podcast, business lessons from those that to live their dreams. And now maybe it's time to just suck it all in and, and, and just come out and, and be like, okay, this is the, you know, originally it was called the business podcast. Now it's business with super Joe Pardo. And it's just evolved. Now I didn't stop yeah. the show. The show continued because I still felt, you know, the show didn't really change so much as the name changed and the focus changed a bit. But, but like when I was doing interviews, the questions were still the same and it feels more right to me because it's what I wanted to talk about, which is more about yeah. business than just, you know, dream, you know, dream chasing and all that stuff. And, and I love yeah. all that and it, it, it all interconnects. But when you think about like, okay, I want to attract these types of people to my show. It needs, it, I needs to look and feel a certain way so that it speaks to those people. So that yeah. brings them in and, and talking with you, Sam, you're like, you know, Joe, I love you. But if I saw your, your artwork in, in the, you know, scheme of iTunes, I would have just kept on scrolling if I didn't know who you were. And, and that speaks to me that like, Hey, you know, I, I do things differently, but there's also a, a, a line there that like has to speak to the people that, that I need, I needed to, if I want to you know, produce any kind of money and any kind yeah. of results out of it. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between that, you know, are we having a show as a passion project or are we using the show to grow our business because they are two very different things and I think that's the difference between my two shows where I had a lot of listeners with my first show because they love to hear the stories but it wasn't my targeted client or lead or prospect or however you want to say it but you know I had great downloads 
you know, and at the same time, that has made me think, do I, do I restart that show? Because people love hearing those stories. But, you know, right now, it's like just even two shows a week, you know, as you know, Joe, like it's 10 hours just getting one episode out. There's 20 hours a week that, you know, I don't do myself. I've got, you know, four other team members that do it, but it's still 20 hours a week that's spent just on releasing this show. It's a lot of work. It, it is a lot of work. And, and, and you know what, to, to speak to that, that's one of the reasons why I evolved my show, right? Like I used to do a ton of editing to my show. And when I got to the point where we had, had Ava back in 2016, I said, no more, it's over. Like the time for editing is that that time is gone. And as I went along, I found, Hey, I wish I could get that time back because I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in the early, you know, years of the show where it, you know, it, it doesn't, it didn't, it didn't really matter that much. You know, yeah. the, the 10% that I saved on, on the, on the timeline of, uh, you know, a 30 minute show in the grand scheme of things meant nothing like, Oh great. I saved two minutes off of a show by taking out all the ums. Hooray. But I spent, you know, an hour doing that plus an yeah. hour to record plus the time in the conversation before and after the fact plus writing the post and the graphic and promotion and like all these other things. Oh, was like, the only thing that mattered was, was that I'm getting to speak. I'm getting to listen to awesome stories. I'm booking these great people and I'm getting to share those stories with the, with others, you know, as time goes on. And, and I, and I know that you've have, have experienced this, you get better with time. So it doesn't matter yeah. that your show was different before, but you were using that time to get better at podcasting. Totally. And, you know, I, cause I remember the excuses that I used before I started my podcast and, and one of the, and there was a lot, like a lot of excuses, but one of them was, you know, I, I'm nervous because I don't know what questions to ask. I'm nervous because I know I'm going to be no good. And, you know, I'm nervous because I don't like the sound of my own voice. And, you know, all of these things that, you know, I, I'm sure lots of us have had those same, those same things going around in our head. But I also remember hearing um, John Lee Dumas, you know, from EO Fire, his first episode. And I was like, oh, wow, and, you know. He's completely different. I thought, well, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it. And I wouldn't want to listen back to my early episodes now because I have changed so much. It, I used to get so nervous back then and all my questions were scripted. But you know what? I did it. And so many people don't. And, you know, we've got to be proud of ourselves for just getting out there and doing those things. And there's only one way to get better and it's just to do it. And, you know, by, by episode 50, I was like, wow, how far I've come. And then, you know, I recorded 100 episodes and I was like, wow, you know, I've improved so much since episode 50. And, you know, now I've recorded over 200 episodes between my two shows. And I'm like, you know, what's it going to sound like in episode 1,000? I don't know, but I can't wait to hear. <laughs> <laughs> So that, that, that rolls right into the question I have, which is what's something that you wish you knew when you got started with podcasting? Wow. That's such a big question. What do I wish I knew? You know, I don't think that there was anything really that I, that I did, you know, wish I knew because, you know, my interviewing skills and, you know, all of the things that we learn along the way, there's no way I could have just known it. It's, it's just, you have to get out there and do it. And, and all the like logical, you know, how to actually get the show up or how to create the podcast artwork for iTunes or, you know, which 
which podcast hosts to learn. It's all out there on the internet. All of the information's out there for you to find. So I actually don't think there's anything that I didn't know then that, that I know now that hasn't happened through actually just doing it and getting out there and, you know, pounding the boards, as they say. That's, you know, it's just the experience of doing it. Yeah, I mean, on my end, I would I would easily say editing, <laughs> but but with that said, like I wasn't good at speaking on the mic, so that only came with time. And yeah, with that, with that said, like again, I I would I would take back all those hours that I spent and and poured into editing because none of none of those episodes are you know people are going to go back to and be like aha that's where he was terrible and now all of a sudden he knows how to talk on the mic and knows how to you know draw in a crowd and and things of that nature so it it it, it comes you know it does come with time and you know i think as as a young podcaster you know just getting started you know don't compare yourself to what somebody else has got Mm -hmm. right now like you were saying go back to their early episodes you know what yeah totally like their second absolutely and try to make it so that you're like, well, that's my benchmark to at least get to that. <laughs> you know, if I can get somewhere within that ballpark, then at least I'm, 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 I'm okay. I'm doing all right. And, and I hear what you're saying about the editing, but I come from a dance teaching background. So I was editing audio hours and hours every day. So I can just about do it in my sleep. So in, you know, in fairness, it was something that I didn't, it was a skill that I didn't need to learn. And because I was used to cutting um, and editing, you know, really tricky music tracks to edit a podcast episode, like it's just, I could do it in my sleep. It's so easy. But, you know, in, I, I can hear what you're saying there. And, um, and the other thing that on what you were saying then as well, people don't just get experience from doing their podcasts but like have a look at all of the big shows most of them have transitioned and changed you know change their show format or you know don't be afraid to change it up just get going and change it up is there's nothing wrong with that yeah and yeah i remember talking to who was i talking to about this I guess I talked to a couple of people when I, I was really nervous about taking my show when I was doing, you know, I went from one episode a week to three episodes a week to five episodes a week. And I was so nervous to go back to three so I could start writing my first book. And, you know, I'm like, this is this, this, this like people are people going to be okay with this? Like, it feels like I'm losing, I'm, I'm losing ground. I'm losing the battle. You know, I, I want to get the seven days a week. How am I, how do I, how am I ever going to get there if, if I'm going backwards? And, and the truth of the matter is it didn't really matter because at that point I had already had like 75 episodes. So you had a pretty big catalog to go back to if that was the case. Yeah. Uh, and I think another lesson there is, is uh, also talking with some people that you know that are listening to the show. Because what I found out was, was like, they couldn't keep up when it was five days a week. It was just <laughs> the audience that I had listening to the show. They were just like, I, I, I literally cannot listen to the show enough to get caught up. And I'm falling further and further behind every single day. Yeah, so, that's such a good point. Like, talk to, the, talk to your listeners. Find out what they like, what they don't like. And there you're beating yourself up because you were going back to three shows and your listeners were like, thank goodness, probably. <laughs> <laughs> now what, what's, what's, is there anything that you've taken away from, you know, talking with your listeners that you've adjusted or changed in your show? Yeah, it was actually bringing in these actionable 
items that people can implement in their business, but still making sure that I do keep the stories in there because people, my listeners love the hearing stories of people and they, you know, they, what they probably hear is my passion for discovering those stories as well, because I think everyone's got a story to share and I, I, I love getting to know people and learning more about them and finding out to how they got to where they are today and like, you know, their journey of what they've been through. So it's, it's keeping those stories, but still giving them something that they can take away. Yeah. I, I think finding that balance is, is definitely important, you know, cause again, you have to be interested in it. If you're not interested in it, then it's just going to be really, really boring, really, really fast. And, and I know from personal experience, you know, when I would do these pre-interviews, like we jump on the call and we've talked for a little while, like, I always felt kind of awkward because I'm like, I don't want to tell you to stop talking to me, but I don't want to hear your story twice. Because on the second yeah, time, because- I'm going to start zoning out and then I'm going to get derailed very easily. And yeah, it's not going to be, it's not going to go as well. You know, actually going back to one of your earlier questions, it's just occurred to me. One of the biggest things that I have learned from being a podcast host is I've actually been able to to hone my interview skills by being the person that does the interviews. Uh, There's a couple of, (laughs) you're talking about, you know, being bored while you're giving an interview. There's two people that immediately come to mind where I was interviewing them. And I swear to God, every time I went (gasps) to ask a question, they just kept going and going. And after 20 minutes of not being able to get a word in, I was like, oh my goodness, like, you know, I start looking at the birds out the window and I'm not really that focused. I was losing interest and I thought, oh, this is not cool. There's got to be some banter, right? (laughs) I couldn't agree more. There's actually one episode where you hear me introduce the person, I ask them how, like, for some background and you don't hear my voice again for 45 minutes. (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah. So the person that... The, That's the just my that, first question. It's like, uh, let's started by how you, you know, you're uh, telling a bit about your background and yourself. I, I didn't release those episodes. Wow. And, and I didn't because I felt like if I was bored, I wasn't giving a good interview, then how were my listeners going to feel? Were they going to be bored too? So there you go. There's another lesson. I learned that it's my brand that's putting this show out. It's my show, my rules. And it's only happened twice, but I didn't, I didn't release those episodes. Wow. Yeah. I, I released, I released mine and I got positive feedback about that episode from people that. Oh, are- there you go. So maybe I do need to go back and release it. <laughs> uh, you know, look, there's plenty of episodes where I'm like, ah, I, I really don't feel like doing this interview. And I went and I did it. And then those are the episodes that like I get positive feedback from the people that reached out to me and like, that was an awesome episode. And this meant a lot, you know, th- I learned a lot out of that episode. And it's like, when I was doing it, I was like, I don't know. I, I wasn't feeling it at all. And I was like, man, this is not like we were trying to stretch like into a story kind of thing. Um, and I felt like we were reaching a little bit too far, but, but it spoke to other people. And that, uh, that's why you just don't know what you're going to get. Like it might not resonate with me, but it resonate, or it might not feel grandiose enough to me, but to other people, it does because you also have to remember like what's your circle look like, right? Mm. Like, people I have, like I go on my Facebook and I look at my wife's Facebook and I'm like, our Facebooks are very, very, <laughs> our feeds are extremely different. Um, you know, I got people doing amazing things all over the world and like, 
hers is mostly kids of you know running around yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's just different um yeah you don't know who you're gonna reach because of that so you can't yes. just think inside your own box of like who such who you a good point think. such a good point that's why you're super joe pardo <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. So that, <laughs> this this brings me to the question of what, is, and I think I know the answer, but what is your kryptonite when it comes to podcasting? I think that your answer would be something in the tech realm. Oh, you know me so well, so <laughs> well. <laughs> My kryptonite is, um, I don't know that there's really a lot of tech in doing a podcast though, is there? Well, but, you know, the microphone, the, the mixer. Oh, hang on. Okay. 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 Yeah, you got it. Okay. Bam, See? Like right you knew that because I always ring you and go, Joe, my microphone's not working. What do I do? How many times have we done screen share where you're like, Sam, click on this, do this, go to this place? <laughs> I've done that with um. It's uh, such with, a stress uh, that I've just put it out well. of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you got it. Tech and microphones. Absolutely not. That's the reason I'm not sitting here with my beautiful, you know, uh, ATR 2100, which is sitting over there on my desk because I can't figure out how to get it to work. <laughs> well, bring it with you in September if you don't have it working yes. by then and I will, I will get it set up on your laptop. I'm going to have a very well-traveled mic because it's definitely coming to Atlantic City with me. <laughs> that is awesome. That is yeah. awesome. Now, speaking of Atlantic City, why are you coming to Atlantic City? Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited because I haven't been to Atlantic City before and actually way more excited because I haven't been to MapCon before. Uh, which is your podcast conference. And the last two years I've had FOMO watching every, you know, all the amazing people that you bring together on Facebook, watching your Facebook lives going, oh, I want to be there. And this year I'm going to be there, which is cool. We were going to come anyway. And then, and then you asked me if I would speak and I was like, yes, this is the best ever. So very much looking forward to that. I am very much looking forward to having you and Leon come all the way from Australia to be here in jolly old Atlantic City. I don't know what they say in Atlantic City. That would be the equivalent of that. <laughs> but uh, do you even use the word jolly down there? Oh, uh, yeah, probably That's not. I think, thing. yeah, no, yeah, it's definitely a British thing. We were going to be in Atlantic City this year. You know, we've been just outside of Philadelphia for the last four years. And this year is the MapCon 5, the fifth anniversary of the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. You don't have to live in the Mid-Atlantic States to come to MapCon. Obviously, we have Australia in the house. We've had UK in the house and West Coasters. People from everywhere, all over the world. Yes, literally come to the Philadelphia area this year in Atlantic City, just outside of uh, Philadelphia uh, for MapCon. It's a more or less two-day event, day and a half event, where we talk. It's for podcasters, by podcasters. Uh, we have speakers from all over the world including Hall of Famer Dave Jackson, uh, who runs the School of Podcasting, Samantha Riley, uh, who else is on the Maxwell Ivy, who uh, travel, he's totally blind and travels from Texas to New Jersey by train by himself. He is incredible. He's a good friend he of mine. He is incredible. 
<laughs> and uh, so, so many more. Harry Duran uh, of, of Podcast Junkies will be in the house. And Tom Tate from A. Weber will be in the house. It's, it's just, there's just so many people. Jessica Kufferman from She Podcasts. There, there's so many people that, and I can just keep going on and on and on and on. There's just so many people that are coming. Uh, Amy J from Chasing Dreams. She's like my my partner uh, in this whole thing. And, you know, it's just, it's an amazing time. So if you go to middleandpodcast.com, you can get your ticket. Now, if you want more Samantha Riley and Super Joe Pardo, this is, hang on, this is the super exciting bit. Let me just put that in there. This is the super exciting bit. We are teaming up to do an Elevate Your Podcast course. It's a three-hour course. It costs, I think it's like $100 more than the ticket. So it's a, it's a $100 delta. It's a, it's a great opportunity to get to learn more about the technology, the, the promotion. That was the PO word I was looking for. I was about to say podcasting, but, but how to elevate your podcast through, all, through marketing, through building sponsorships, from creating products to sell for, for your podcast, like around your, your whole platform. And, and really just working uh, with us over the course of the three hours and in a small environment, like two, you know, 10 to, to 20 people is, is all we're going to be having in the, in the course and you get all your questions answered and it will include a lunch. So you're going to get to eat and then the conference actually starts right after lunch. So it's you, so you, good. It's so yeah. Good. It's, it's going to be an awesome time. The, the past two years that I ran this course, people were super, super excited afterwards to get back to their podcast and start implementing all of the different things that we talked about over the course of three hours. Last year, I actually ran three hours and 15 minutes. Um, it, so we ran overtime, you know, and, and I'm super honored to have Samantha Riley, you, that, that's you, in <laughs> the house uh, helping, especially with the promotions um, and marketing of the pod of, of people's podcasts. Yeah. And I won't touch the technology, Joe, that is all I, I up to it. you. <laughs> all yours. I got this. We're, uh, you know, I, I'm just super honored to get to share the, uh, not only a stage, but, but, a, you know, a personalized course, uh, with you, Sam. Well, look, last time we were together was back in, no, I can't even remember what year. I guess 2016, maybe. You yeah. come spoke at my event in Santa Monica and we did some great stuff together. So I can't wait to do it again. You know, the other thing is branding and hosting. I, I, I pulled it up on my screen here. So we got equipment, products, promotion, branding, and hosting. So all of these things fit into the box that we will be discussing over the course of three hours to help you with your, you know, answer all the questions that you're looking to get answered and, and just give our personal experiences from a, a combined, I don't know, was it nine years of podcasting? So there's plenty to be learned here. Absolutely. It's going to be very exciting. And I, can't wait I, to meet everyone and be in the Facebook lives this year. Yeah. Plus, I mean, we have a great location. Not only are we in Atlantic City, but we are in a two billion with a B dollar facility called Ocean uh, Resort Casino. Uh, formerly, it was called Revel, and it was this. This it's still massive, and it's still awesome, and it's it's just a beautiful building um, for, for all to to come and see. There's so you know, there's a casino there, of course, but you're right on the beach. 
Uh, so if you come early, you know, fly in, you can go right on the beach. There's tons of casinos all up and down the boardwalk, tons of shows to see. I mean, it's like a mini Vegas, if you will. Um, and I'm going to be there for a whole week. I know. So, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, um, actually I need to get you on my calendar so that I don't forget, uh, to, to, to clear that off. So I can exactly, exactly. But it, it does mean that we'll be able to catch up with, you know, for anyone that's coming in early, we'll be able to do lots of fun things together. Yeah. We might have to plan a few things. Um, there's also like a top golf there, which I don't know if you've ever heard of top golf. It's in, mm. it's, uh, there's is a indoor golf golfing like range, but you play like uh, like almost like a ski ball. Ah, you, you familiar with ski ball? Is that a thing down there? Uh, <laughs> where you roll the ball like down like a uh, almost like a bowling, but it goes up up a ramp and it, it's like an arcade game. Oh, okay. Oh, oh yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's 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 incredible there. Um, and I hope everybody that can make it will make it. And I'm excited to see you there, Sam, as well as Leon. Absolutely. We are both very much looking forward to it. Well, Sam, is there any last thoughts that on, on podcasting or getting interviewed by somebody else on your show? I mean, I know how it feels. I've done it a few times. I know you've interviewed me on my sh- I'm pretty sure on my show. Yeah, I have. At yes. Least, at least once. Um, I've had a couple different people interview me over the years. How does how it, it feel for you? Look, I'm so glad that I just took the leap and started my podcast. It's, it's, I've learned so much. I've met so many amazing people and, you know, I don't get in trouble for talking anymore. When I was at school, I always got in trouble every single day for talking. So I want to reach out to my year four teacher, Mrs. Ford, and say, you know what? I don't get in trouble for talking anymore. <laughs> I get paid to talk. (laughs) (laughs) If you're thinking of starting a podcast, do it. It is seriously one of the best things I ever did for my business for so many different reasons. Uh, You know, it's given me the skills in being interviewed. It's given me the confidence to get out there. It's, you know, it's put me in touch with so many hundreds of people all around the world including Super Joe Pardo, who we were interviewed, uh, we were introduced, I'm sorry, by Esther Kish back yes. all those years back. You know, I've met so many amazing people. So, de- yeah, just do it. Do it. The, pe- the people. I said it a million times before and I'll continue to say it, it really does come down to the amazing people that you get to meet that are not only, you know, in your industry, in your niche, but all, just the people in general um, that are willing yeah. to come and be on a show and share their story, share, you know, what they, their expertise, share their everything with you. Yes. It's, it's, it's almost invaluable. It really is. And the friendships yes. that come from it, I, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for, yeah. for you, but also for everybody else that I've gotten to, to meet over the, over the last five years. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. It is definitely the people. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on your show, The Thought Leaders Business Lab. I am Super Joe Pardo. She is Samantha Riley. Hopefully, we'll see you in Atlantic City. Have an amazing week, everybody. Oh, Joe, thank you so much for interviewing me. You're an absolute legend. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, 
surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth, and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode, and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Thank you.